Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Ezra Lip Hour, more or less. You know, some people have been saying, hey, Ezra, what's going on with the podcast? We we missed the podcast, and it, it seems like you haven't been releasing episodes recently. In fact, it seems like you, you haven't even really released any episodes since since last summer. <clears throat> what's going on? And uh, to those people, I just say, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and they say, no, really, really, you, you haven't released any episodes since last summer. And I say, no, no, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know anything about that. Maybe there's something wrong with your podcast feed. Um, or maybe I haven't released any episodes since last summer. But um, either way, it's really not my fault. It's I can't. It's not really anything. In my control, you should really examine your own life before you judge. Anyway, welcome back. I'm so happy to be here. And um, wow. So yes, as you can see, I, I have a, uh, a a reluctantly conflicted relationship with the show. I love it. I really do love it. Um, but it also just, you know, it, it takes time. And, and I also have a lot of other things that I love that I do. So if I don't release episodes often or consistently, I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out. But here's an episode today. I think there's going to be more very soon. And um, so you can look forward to that. So thanks for hanging on and being a longtime listener. Or if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. Uh, happy to be here with you. And today, um, so <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have an episode that a uh, conversation I did just about one year ago tisk tisk um that i that i haven't released yet um no particular reason but anyway i pre- i am prepared to release it right now right now if you count to 4 it'll be released if you count to 3 it'll be released and and it's released here it is you're listening to it and it is with a the the incredibly talented uh, um jacob anderson of um of his own solo um music career as well as uh co-founder of the great band fruition uh as well as a uh, member of tk and the holy know nothings jay is a very prolific portland-based songwriter he's just been he's just been grinding with uh his band fruition for the last 10 plus years they've just been hitting the pavement and I I feel like they've they've it's starting to really uh, it seems like they've really made tremendous strides um, both musically and uh, just as far as their momentum and fan base. I, I I had the privilege of first playing a show with them in 2012 and and hanging out with them and I thought they were just such a um, great and fun and 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 great bunch of people and um, been friends with them ever since and I'm I'm happy to see them just really working hard and really um really they're doing great they're killing it and and actually um uh fruition has a new album coming out um this friday january 17th 2020 uh it's called broken to the break of day i just saw their new music video that's out now for the song dawn it's great and um i also speaking of new music videos jay cobb anderson my guest today um just released a video from his um, his latest um, solo album, Everything is Going to Work Its Own Self Out, called My Old Lover. And he told me he was going to release it today. 
and I, I just happened to, to be browsing. I was like, I wonder if he did. And um, it had been released 14 minutes ago. And I got the first, very first YouTube video view and like of Jay's new video. I, w- I was a little proud of myself to uh, catch it that, in that uh, auspicious moment. Anyway, so as I said, this conversation was recorded just uh, about a year ago. Um, I think last February, March, Jay and I um, had been coming back from Jam Cruise where I was um, with ALO and he was with Fruition. So we reminisced about that. We reminisced about uh, life on the road and, and the, the roots of Fruition and just like hard-earned lessons that, that Jay has uh, and wisdom that he's accrued over the years. So I, I think you'll enjoy our conversation. I certainly did. I always love talking to Jay. Jay, thank you so much for doing it. I'm sorry this took so long to get out. It's not you. It's me. I promise. Um, anyway, welcome back. And without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Jay Cobb Anderson. Yeah, man. How's the, uh, how's the tour going? How long, how long you been out? Tour is going well. We've basically been out since, uh, after, well, let's see, New Year's. We had we had New Year's Eve off, and then I think I think it was January second that I flew out to Kansas City, and we started our tour there. So since just a little over a month now. Although you did have a uh, semi-luxurious week on the cruise ship on the Norwegian exactly. Jade on Jam Cruise. That is right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> did you have Did you have a good time there? I had such a great time. That's always a uh, always something you gotta you gotta kind of pace yourself um but i've learned over the years that was that was my fourth one so i've i've been acclimated to it before and uh it was a it was a really good one um i paced myself well and just like the amount of uh friends i had on board just all across the spectrum was fucking awesome so like the spot was popping yeah yeah i want to i i I feel like I didn't, I feel like I got to pop in there once in a while and, and check it right. out, but I didn't get to spend as much time as I anticipated there. But how, how, did, yeah. how did that compare to previous years? And, yeah. and maybe can you uh, give the listeners a brief description of what is the spot? Absolutely. So the spot was something that just kind of happened organically. Um, and, uh, you know, cause on jam cruise, it's, <laughs> Uh, hence the name it's a uh, very jam oriented so people are just constantly getting people just shredding <laughs> and uh, the spot kind of happened because nathan moore bless him is always seems to always get his foot in the door in these in festivals like that where he he becomes the the song maestro the breath of fresh air from all of the jam Nathan, anytime he's around a festival, it's like he's got to find a place like he did at High Sierra. He did the People's Porch, which was just a pick and porch that yeah. anybody could come to and play yeah. songs. And mostly, you know, you try and keep that to be something like original music. We don't want people 
and uh, playing covers all night. You can hear that anywhere, but like keep it special with just the song. So you get to hear the song. So the spot is kind of the same thing. It just kind of naturally happened when um, he and Brian Elijah Smith uh, were, were on board. And they, uh, they kind of went and played in a spot one night and had a good crowd there that were like, man, you guys should do this more. And so the next night, Brian actually said to Nathan, uh, hey, should we go to the spot? So that's how like the spot happened. And then from that point on, it just kind of took off and they were there every night. And now they kind of like give Nathan extra passes to have his favorite songwriters and even people that he might not necessarily know. Um, he'll reach out to that he's just met that he thinks are great songwriters or great musicians for the spot. And you go to the spot when you're actually playing it when you're booked to be a spotsman, <laughs> you get there first night you have off, but every other night on the ship, you play from midnight till the sun comes up. That's like the rule. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize. I mean, I, I knew that, you know, Nathan had those passes. I knew, he, I knew he brought, he's brought you before I knew he brought Willie G Taylor and Sam yep. Chase and Taylor King, yep. but I didn't realize it was actually like their, their, their duty, their working duty to play. Yep till the sun comes up every night. It absolutely, it absolutely is. And I, I did it two years in a row and I will tell you it, it is, it's an experience, especially being a, uh, a songwriter and trying to just figure out what songs to play with everybody so they can play them or knowing the right time to play something that's a bit more complicated when things are in a bit of a lull. It's just like, it's just a great it's kind of it's it's like a training course for <laughs> for like <clears throat> being able to present your songs in different scenarios and being able to feel out vibes and that whole kind of thing. And plus, it's a uh, it's also kind of a you push you push your limits there to see to see how far you can actually go and how much control you can keep on the situation before it turns into a, say like a grateful dead jam or something. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. So it's, which is, which is okay from time to time, but it's, it can be a bit frustrating when someone just walks up and starts playing, you know, Jack, you know, Jack a row or something. And then it's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, we're trying to pick up the pieces and get the original songs back going. Well, it must be, it must be a, a tricky balance because I, I know the task is to kind of have these, these featured songwriters, pre-selected songwriters like lead, lead their original music all through the night. Right. But, but I mean, it, from what I would make of it, it's also supposed to kind of be, be somewhat of an inclusive vibe as far as like singing Absolutely. people singing along and feeling like, so that must be a, a fine line to walk where, you know, it really is, you know, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. And it's absolutely amazing how, how easy it seems to be most of the time. Most people, since the spot's been happening for a few years, like God, when I first did the spot, I think it was the, the second year that the spot was officially a thing. <laughs> so it was still pretty new and you get people that would come out of a jam room and they'd have a boom box and you'd have to go and talk to them and, be like, hey, this is the spot. They're like, what's the spot? You know, it's, they're like, I'm just partying. I'm on jam right. cruise. Yeah. I spent, you know, God knows how much money they spend to go on that crazy cruise. But 
but so it's like it was a it was a fine line but now like people really know about it and they love it and some people just look forward to that almost more than a lot of the jam music that's going on in the ship mm-hmm. um so i've been really lucky to be a part of it for i did two years in a row and then fruition started getting booked on the ship and it's I can't do the whole midnight till sun comes up every night when I have to play play other sets, you know. Of course, yeah. Which is okay, and I've found I found my balance. And actually, this year for the first time, I I like got up at one point and I was like, "Boys, I hate to say it, but I got to sing tomorrow and kind of early-ish, and I'm gonna go to bed. I can't believe I'm saying that." <laughs> Got to, got to take care of yourself and, yep. and your voice. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they understood. They did. And they're all such sweet guys. They just, we all just love each other so much. There's so much camaraderie in my <laughs> songwriting buddies. It's, it's funny. Like even after jam cruise, we're just all texting each other. Like, I miss you guys. What are you doing? And we'll get little updates from where Willie T's at and where Taylor Kingman's at and, all that stuff. So what is the, uh, what is the exchange like for you say on just sticking to jam cruise for a minute, like playing in that more intimate, informal, unstructured communal vibe, as opposed to playing on the pool deck or playing in the, the, the stardust theater, which is this big, you know, 2000. Right theater which right uh you know with with a full out electric band i mean and and you could what you I, can extend this past jam cruise but you know but just right. i guess the singer songwriter troubadour role versus like lead singer in a rock band playing for a big crowd right well there's you know there's like definite benefits and payoffs kind of artistically to both um but you know when you're playing playing shows is like something that you know, we're, like I said, we've been on the road for like a month. It's something I do all the time, but that special connection, especially to like these relationships that that we've created as songwriters, we all love each other and support each other so much. And it's like, I get giddy just like thinking about, Ooh, I get to sit down with like my favorite songwriters and we get to kind of just exchange tunes that are new and like you get to hear all this new stuff and it's just very, very like soul feeding and super, super um, inspiring to get that kind of breath of fresh air. Because suddenly I'm around all these guys that I respect that and, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing, trying to write just great music. And it's so inspiring. And it's it's really I love it so much that it's kind of a a highlight in my life anytime I get to see my friends on the road, especially the songwriting friends and just kind of see what they've been doing, you know, and we get to kind of bounce ideas off of each other and be like, well, I was working on this thing and you might end up writing a song together, you know, something spontaneously might come out. That's you didn't even know you had inside of you. And that's really the joy of the spot. And, you know, playing the rock shows, is just like, it's something it also is beneficial, you know, you get a feed off of a crowd and kind of play to the people there. Um, but it also can be, that's kind of the nine to five 
<laughs> I guess if if you were to say it like in any other way when it comes to being a professional touring musician, like playing the playing the actual rock show is is the thing that you do the most. So it's it's a really special thing to just have none of that pressure of like a sound check or like make sure, you know, nothing's like you don't have to worry about any electronics or anything like that. And you can just sit down with your buddies and play a tune and smoke a cigarette and listen to your buddy's song and be like, Oh man, that reminds me of this tune, you know? And it's just so much more open and relaxing and inspiring, but I love them both, you know? Uh, Yeah. Speaking of the nine to five. Yeah. (laughs) So you've, uh, You've you've been uh, you guys have been hitting it hard for quite a while. We have. We um, have. I first met you guys in in 2012 when I was uh-huh. touring with Huckle, and right, uh, and we uh, I think it was it was in Arcata, and mm-hmm. and yep, spent a night staying up late at a friend's house, singing songs and hanging out. It was really a blast. And, right. Um, you guys, it was already like, you know, everyone was the the ship was was fully sailing now. Then, you know, but right. it, it's really been nice to see. I mean, you guys have been working harder than ever, but it seems like finally your work is starting to to pay off in a way that you're having these bigger opportunities, and you're have you know you're hooked up with a great management and and playing at Red yes. Rocks, opening for Jack Johnson. You're on uh, a record label and have more press. I mean, is that, are, are, are you feeling like vindicated at all? Uh, is that the right you word? Know, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess I see what you're saying. Um, in, in ways, yes, but in ways it's also extremely frustrating. Um, just in this, day and age the music industry there's that word i hate saying or just music business like an oxymoron um is it's a difficult thing and and since like you said we've been busting our tails for so long sometimes you feel like you know even on this tour we play a show where there was like maybe 10 people at the show you know and i've where was that and it was in uh, Lafayette, and it was right after. <clears throat> I think we played one show in between that. Yeah, we played in Jackson, Missis- Jackson, Mississippi, in between that and uh, New Orleans. In New Orleans, we had like you know, three hundred and fifty people at our. Show. I mean, it was smaller. It was like maybe a hundred and fifty. And then you go to a place like Lafayette where you're just like, ah, oh, 10 people, fuck. And you get out there and you throw it down and you play the show. And, you know, a couple nights later, we're in Austin, Texas, and we had like, you know, another like 350 people there. So it's this roller coaster. And sometimes you feel that vindication on some shows. And sometimes you still get the whole, I mean, like, I'm getting older and I would like to be able to save some money. And it's just, sometimes you feel like you're pissing in the wind a little bit. Um, (laughs) but so it's tough. It's just tough in this day and age to like, 
really make a career out of music. That's why it's like anytime I get asked the question um, from interviewers or something like, what would you tell up and coming musicians that want to do this? <laughs> I'm always like, the only thing I got to say is now in this day and age, if you don't have the complete desire and passion within you and you have to do it, then just don't don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. I tell people that too. Cause yeah. Cause it's not, it's not something that you just can kind of half ass, you know, it's playing, playing music professionally in this day and age is especially starting at the bottom is a hard road and it doesn't seem like there's really an end in sight to it. And it's tough. You're away from home. You're away from the people you love. You're constantly trying to balance that home life with, you know, road life. And and time passes really quickly when you're out there just doing it. And it feels like there's not a lot of time to do stuff. And it's hard to stay in contact with you. As you, you know, like I've been like horrible in communication with you, but I just get caught up so fast in stuff and it just moves so quick that it can be tough to keep all your ducks in a row. And, but like I said, I, I got it in me and I'm already too late. It's already too late for me. Yeah. Well, how, how old are you, Jay? I'm 35. Okay. So you, I mean, you've, Fruition's been a band since like 2008. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you, I mean, you gave, you've given a good, a good decade of your life to this. I mean, have, and, and I know you were playing in bands before that too. Like, would you, well, two, two parts would, would, would you do it again? (laughs) You know, you said, you said it's too late to stop now. Would you do it again? Right. And if you would do it again, which I'm guessing you'll say yes, like, would you change anything? Right. Um, definitely I would do it again. It's, it's always been like from the time I was a, from the time I knew that music is what I wanted to do, which is like, since I was like maybe nine years old, I, that's all I've pursued really. Every, everything else was always kind of a stepping stone to get to, to the music. So I could just, you know, keep going. Um, and if I could say if there, if I could do it again and do it differently, I guess I'd say no, because, because I think like, uh, part of, I'm looking back at like when I was, you know, 23 before I left Idaho where I'm from and moved to Portland and we got the fruition crew together and just started going out on the road and busking and playing all the time. Um, I was writing songs and I was playing shows, but they, you know, in the small town of Idaho where I'm from, you can only go so far with that. And, you know, you always got somebody in the crowd that's shouting free bird, which still happens, (laughs) but way more intensely in say a small little (laughs) Idaho town. Nobody gives a shit about your original, tune like hey you guys want to hear this song i just no we don't we want to hear stevie ray vaughn song yeah but but so and what's beautiful about how fruition how we first started is we just all had the desire so much to just play 
like we didn't care. We weren't thinking about where is this going to take us or like trying to move up the ladder. I mean, those things were always kind of in the back of your head. But the number one thing was we love to play together. So we would just, you know, we'd be on the streets busking for hours and then we would go and play somebody's house party for hours and and party and then go to sleep and wake up and drive to the next town and set up on the street again and do it all over again. And that's kind of the, it was like the best training ever. <laughs> like to, it's like, if you want to do this, you can do it. And it kind of breaks it down into like just the whole old school folk um, tradition of music, which is <clears throat> I can go from town to town with my guitar and I'm going to be okay. No matter if I have any money in my pocket at all, I know I can just walk into a town, start playing some tunes. Somebody's going to, somebody's going to help you out. You know, I've always been a firm believer in the fact that if you genuine, genuinely put yourself out there into the universe and you're doing what you love, then the universe will provide. And it has shown me that over and over and over. So if I could do it another way, I guess I wouldn't even know what other way that would be. So <laughs> that's that, that's a beautiful answer. I'll say that. But but Thank just you. just a little just to pick it apart a little bit, like maybe you Please. wouldn't do it exactly another way. But like, did you guys make any mistakes that that you, know, oh, you yeah. could have avoided or, or out of or, or oh, wish yeah. you had avoided? <clears throat> Oh, absolutely. I mean, but that's, you know, that's par for the course. Like you got to make those mistakes. And, and honestly, the thing I always look at, um, kind of to revert back to what I was talking about, you know, when I was younger and I was writing tunes in Idaho, I thought I had just like gold. I was sitting on these great tunes and, and then once I started getting outside and interacting with more people and going to open mics in Portland, I was realizing, oh my God, like there's some, there's a lot of great stuff out there in this world. And there are people that are also struggling. And, and so the way I've always looked at it is I always thought like, man, you know, what if I would have like hit like wrote, like wrote that fucking golden tune when I was in my, 20s and like really popped out and but the thing was is looking back now is I didn't have any of that stuff because I didn't have enough experience under my belt maybe and it's like the more I look at the quality of music that I was writing back in those days when I thought I had it all figured out compared to nowadays is it's like it's so much better and and the content has just gotten realer and it seems like it just gets better and better. So it's like one of those things, it's, it's kind of just the way it feels like it's the way that it is supposed to go. And it feels like it's still kind of in that mode of I'm finally finding like my real voice and my real vibe. And even though I thought I may have had that back then, now it just happened. It's just more and more. And I don't know. I think I got off the subject there, Ezra. <laughs> well, 
<clears throat> we were t- we were talking about you. No, I don't think so. You were you were saying that the first stuff you wrote, you thought it was this golds, right. but come to realize right. with more experience that it it might it not have been as shiny. Good. Yeah, as I thought. So yeah, <laughs> I guess I I guess in the end, it's just like <clears throat> I feel like the way things have happened, it's it's all been kind of for a reason, and um and. I feel like now being in the position that we're in with all the stuff you're talking about, you know, like having a great team behind us and playing some shows like opening up for Jack Johnson and doing Red Rock shows and getting out there in front of more people. It's like the right time because the quality of the content is there. Right. You know? Yeah. What would be. So if we were to fast forward 10 years in the future where would you like to see your music career have taken you? Wow. You know, I would love to, I would love to be in a position where I could kind of, I mean, more than anything, I think this is the thing that everyone strives for in the music industry nowadays, which is really tough, but to have, to make a comfortable living, you know, to be able to, save some money for a house to be able to you know not just be living like kind of paycheck to paycheck type of thing and be able to but mainly like the the only reason I'm I'm not just breaking it down to like I want more money because I want a yacht <laughs> I just want it to be like I would love to be just a nice middle class like level of income maybe upper middle class would be cool but just get to a point where it's easier and mainly more than anything just to make it easier to release more music Mm. and and kind of get in a flow of of just having kind of a regiment of how much content we can put out um which is something that we're really like looking at right now as a band in fruition and uh something that i'm excited about also is i'm i'm about to like put out a website for my solo stuff and release a new solo ep awesome and and i have another side project band that i that i play guitar in called tk and the yeah yeah tk and the holy know nothings and i'm really excited about that we're just about to release our debut album um and So, you know, it's like in 10 years, hopefully I can find a way to do all of this stuff and maybe not have to tour as hard. Yeah. That's the difficult part nowadays, though, is touring is where you make that, you know, that's how you pay your bills and how, and it's like, it seems like it's just never ending. You know, you go on a month and a half long, two month tour. And then you have like a couple weeks off and you do one off gigs here in between and in between there. And then it's like, got to get back out there and do another big tour. And, and it's I like, mean, it would be, go ahead. Well, just, I mean, yeah. And the, the economics, the, the business model behind it is basically like you tour. So you repeat those same routes, you know, for, for hopefully say, say that one more time. You broke up. You you, broke I, up I was saying you, you go out on these big tours at all different places and then it, it basically the intention is so that 
the f- next time you come there, you could do better in those markets. Right. So it's kind of like right. the more you tour, the more it's a self perpetuating. <laughs> it keeps, exp- you know, the more you tour, the more you tour. Cause that's exactly. the idea behind it, which yes. is, which is tough. It's, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the older I get, the tougher it is to just be excited about that and, and really like, uh, really, uh, like, uh, not take it for granted or not let it, let it get to you, <laughs> you know, How, hotels every night yeah. and like long driving hours and, and the glory. And, and I mean, hotels of, every night is like, I mean, I know that that's not like that's not like you guys have many years without hotels i oh I'm yeah sure yep and how how can you speak a little of uh you know the 10 plus years with these i, I know i know the base chair changed uh a few years ago mm-hmm. right um but basically the the same band has been intact and five people right. it's it's can you can you talk about how you've stayed together married to these other people and such uh such dire circumstances for a long time on absolutely unglorious circumstances yeah you know and i think that goes back to the same thing that i was talking about when we originally all got together it's just we had such a passion for music and such a desire to have our voices be heard that We, we have been through so many different, so many different forms of ourselves, you know, individually and as a band. Um, and we've always, you know, there's always been that the light at the end of the tunnel, even in the hardest times has always been the music. You know, we've, it's always come back to like what we do together, we know is special and, and we love it. And we're going to work through stuff together. As long as everybody is willing to work through stuff, it's going to work. And man, lo and behold, I feel super lucky to be in such a, um, I don't know. uh, uh, I guess we're not, (laughs) I mean, it's not, you're not always considerate, but I guess like a considerate band in a, in a way, because it's like, we, we, learn how to deal with each other and we've and we know how to talk to each other and we can see you know you can tell you can feel each other's vibes like you get in the van every like morning which is you know like 11 o'clock a.m for us and you can instantly feel out like who does not want to talk who's like who is feeling good who's not feeling good and we know how to deal with each other's uh, you know, state of mind from moment to moment. Yeah. Something that you only get at playing as long as, you know, we have with each other, uh, that, that consideration and also just the, just the knowledge of the way that everybody kind of works and, you know, not stepping on each other's toes and, And when stuff really goes wrong or shit hits the fan, opening up and talking about it, you know, not being passive aggressive about things. Um, So, yeah, I feel like 
I feel like it, we just got kind of got lucky in, in the fact that even, even when stuff gets to the point where it's like, well, this person is doing this and I'm not going to continue to be able to be on the road doing this all the time. If this person's going to do that and then talking to the person and then having them be like, I know it's something I don't want to do either. Let's work through it. And we work through it and we work past it. And it's, so we've grown a lot. I mean, we, you know, we basically have grown up together. Yeah. You've, you <laughs> so really have. Yeah. After 10 years, you just find ways to, it's, and it's like you said, it's like, you know, we're in a five way sexless marriage. Well, I guess it, unless you count like music is the sex, which I guess it would be kind of in this scenario. Yeah. Which right. as long as that sex is good, <laughs> as long as there's still passion, then it's like, all right, we can make this work. We can, I'm still feeling that you've, you're feeling this and I'm still feeling that too. So let's, let's work through all the bullshit. Cause really in the end, you know, we get to do what we love. We get to play music, make art, and and we make we make it all together. We make one sound together. And so it's just remembering that at all times, not letting like egos get involved, which can be difficult at times, especially in a band with three songwriters. Um and just kind of do it for the greater good, you know. Some is greater, you know, than each individual part kind of thing. Of course. Yeah. Can can you speak a little about uh and I'm sure this is going to relate to the the three songwriters yourself, Kellen and Mimi, but I I feel like and I'm sure you obviously have a more much more intimate knowledge of this, but uh it seems like there is a real musical evolution for you guys. Um, absolutely starting out more kind of bluegrass <coughs> string band and i feel like you know with your last record and ep and i mean it seeing i mean it's kind of more like almost like i i, I guess indie rock americana <laughs> comes to mind does is that right. accurate totally yeah nailed it man nailed it <laughs> so could you speak to you that know a it's a <clears throat> yeah it's always been you know, that's been one of the things in this band, um, like I said, that, that can be difficult, but it's also like the strength and the beauty of of this band um, is that we can swing so hard um, through different genre styles and still have a congruent sound, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think a part of that is... is Hat like has been and always will be the the three part harmonies that we sing together. So that's always been a thing that kind of will tie everything back into a fruitiony sound. But yeah, we've never we've never put any barriers on on what we should be or you know never put any pressure on ourselves from like we're a this band or a that band. It's always been kind of it's always been about the song. So, um, even, even from the earliest days, you know, and I can't think of a time ever where there's been something that we've thrown out that, that like kind of fits in our vibe 
that is like maybe a, a completely different side of the spectrum of stuff that we've ever done where we've like shut it down. Like it's always been like we're interested and in like, oh, we've never had a song with that kind of groove before or we've never had, you know, and in fact, that's something that kind of drives us is <clears throat> getting those different vibes. And that's what's great about having three songwriters in the band um, is that you can kind of explore areas. And even just recently, we, well, just recently, I mean, like, uh, I think it was November of last year or maybe October. We, we had, we did like a writing session, we, which we've never really done before. And where we just come together and we have like song ideas and we try and work them out together and finish songs like together. And, oh my God, there's, there's like a whole slew of stuff. Like when I'm talking about grooves, we've never done before vibes. We've never been able to like capture before. And, and it's still happening. Like, and I'm, I'm like <clears throat> even more excited about the stuff that we are working on now than almost anything we've So it's like, it just, it just continues to evolve. And, you know, when we started as a bluegrassy-ish, string band-ish type thing, we were just, it was always in the same kind of thing. It was like, who's got the song? Like, what do you got? But we've, it's ever been something that's like, oh no, that sounds too rock and roll or that sounds, I think it's just kind of naturally been like, when we're ready to take on a certain sound, we go for it. Nice. And, and part of that is just, you know, the three songwriters, we have such different inspirations for music, you know, Kellen's like, Kellen's a DJ also. So he's like way into electronic music and a lot of neo soul type of music. And, um, and, uh, Mimi can, you know, she, she loves all kinds of stuff. She's, she's like a big music head. She's probably the biggest music head in the band like always on the cusp of like brand new albums hmm. and like check this out she's always turning me on to stuff she always has since the beginning nice. um she's the one that kind of turned me on to gillian welch and dave rawlings which was a huge a huge jumping point for our band and i think that that's kind of why we've geared ourselves as a song band because you look at somebody like gillian welch and dave rawlings and the spectrum of kind of stuff they do they're not afraid to like step outside of stuff that, you know, people would expect them to not do and just do it and go for it and just absolutely fucking like get it, you know, and create something a little bit different and evolve their sound. <clears throat> so we've just always kind of done that, you know. Just let it evolve and not be scared to try new stuff. Yeah. I think it, I think it works for you guys. Thank you. Uh, it feels, it feels, it feels really good. And it can be difficult at times as a songwriter. Cause it's like, man, I only get so many songs on an album, but it's, that's like the beauty of it too, is you get the full spectrum. Like when you listen to a fruition album, you're going to get a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Not to mention, and hopefully I, it all sounds like one thing. <laughs> and, and I'd I'd be remiss remiss if I didn't, you know, if we didn't mention uh, Tyler and Jeff or 
amazing rhythm section. Absolutely. I feel like really, oh my God. you know, even not as songwriters <clears throat> in the band, they, I feel like they, they, you know, what they add to the, the shapes and the feelings and of the songs are, yeah, you know, has to be, Absolutely has to be acknowledged. Yeah. Can't be underestimated. Absolutely irreplaceable. Yeah. And not to mention that, you know, no matter what songs we bring to the table, we've been getting better and better about, um, just being super open with the song. And I mean, like a lot of the time I'll be the guy that like, when I come in, I'm like, I want the drums to kind of sound like this. I want the bass line to be like that. And like, I've done that a lot just kind of certain visions for certain songs, which I, which I still do, but I'm definitely, we're definitely, we've gotten better and better at opening up and throwing a song out on the table and being like, okay, what do we think about this? How do you guys want to completely fuck this song up mm. and then rebuild it? You know, like it's that's been something that's been great lately to do, just kind of tear apart stuff. Um, and it and it feels and it feels really good. And honestly, Tyler and Jeff are a huge part of like the arrangements for songs because you know what's great about what's great about having a very <clears throat> Um, solid rhythm section is and also the writing songs so they don't have they don't they don't think like all the songwriters do listening so much sorry you 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 uh <laughs> and there's cut out for a second can you can you just back up oh, okay yeah what i was saying what's great about having um a rhythm section that's as strong as jeff and Tyler as, and also that they're not songwriters, um, is that they listen so much to the songs and they're, they're thinking about them completely differently than say the, the person who wrote the tune or that any of the songwriters are thinking, you know, they're thinking about grooves, like, you know, dynamics, breaks. Sure. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. So, so it's so great to like bring a song to the table with the whole band and just those guys are like key and some of the arrangements that we do like stuff you, I would have never thought of, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, well, yeah. I know, uh, I don't want to, I know you're on your, your, a, a rare and well-deserved day off. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I do have, uh, one last <laughs> question, which is, um, I'm wondering, you know, all your travels to different cities and uh, all around the country, do you ever, have you ever run it, had any run-ins with, um, you know, any like really, really famous musicians like a Beatle or an Eagle? <laughs> Why, Ezra, you bring up a, quite the question. Really? Yes. <laughs> Really? <laughs> wow. Please, yes, please actually, to tell. Both. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a time on um God, it was like not this I, I think the last tour we did, maybe. Um we were coming through Aspen and we were playing at the belly up, which is great, great spot to play. Um and we get all set up and we're just uh, hanging out, kind of uh, um, eating dinner after after sound check. And this guy walks 
the door and he, he's just like flushed. Mutter, I'm like, what's going on, dude? He's like, oh my god, I just, I just ran into Ringo Starr and Joe Walsh in the street. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No way. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they're eating dinner right across the street. So of course, like, we're all sitting there with just mouths agape, like, like, try and invite him to the show or you know, get him, get him a CD or something like that, you know, and. uh it was like one of those things where Mimi actually went out to try and get a CD to him. And of course they're upstairs in this members only Aspen. See restaurant. And, and, uh, so they come back and they're just like, yeah, they're over there. I think, but I didn't see him. And we're like, Oh, okay. But well, before the show, so I go on a walk, um, with my girlfriend and we're kind of walking down the street and I walk past, uh, the restaurant and I see our drummer Tyler sitting over there and he's like, apparently they're right there in that restaurant. And I saw that there was an outside bar. So, uh, me and my girlfriend, Megan, like went over there and decided to have a drink and we're sitting out there having a drink and I'm just kind of building up courage. And I noticed that there's a stairway around back to get up to the members only thing. So I'm like, man, I think I could just go up there. So I get Tyler and uh, one of our buddies, Blake, was there, too. And he was kind of like, <clears throat> I'll, I'll be your guys's, I'll be the distraction. Uh, so I kind of wait for the bartender to turn his back. And we jump up those stairs. And I get to the top of the stairs. And I look over and I see Ringo Starr sitting there. And I just, oh, my God, it froze. Couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> the Beatles are like, you know, the yeah. hugest, they're the reason why I started playing music. And obviously, like, if not the biggest band in the world that ever existed, I mean, like, at least they, one of them. They, I think they <laughs> I are. They I are. think, I mean, as far as, like, you know. I think they are. Bands. I mean, like, some people, you know, a lot of hipsters nowadays would say, <laughs> oh, I hate the Beatles. But it's cool to be a hipster and say that you hate stuff that's good. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess <laughs> that's where that comment comes from. But, so, yeah, I see Ringo over there. and I get to the door. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to time opportunity dude you mind like no one's gonna stop you right now and i was like okay so i just walk right in walk right up to ringo and joe walsh is sitting across the table and they have probably about 10 people there too and they're just having a light conversation it looks like a cocktail after dinner type of type of situation and i just walk up and Oh my God, I'll never forget how Ringo looked at me. He just turned his head and looked at me like, oh no, oh, <laughs> no, what's this going to be? <laughs> and I see that on his face and I instantly just go, hey, I'm really sorry to interrupt you guys. Um, my name's Jay and I play in this band called Fruition. We're playing across the street at the Belly Up tonight. And I just wanted to come up here and invite you guys to the show. And Joe Walsh's wife, I found out later that the reason why Joe Walsh and Ringo Starr were hanging out is because they both married sisters. So they're brother-in-laws. Mm. Okay. And, <clears throat> and so Joe Walsh's wife, I imagine was, was in, she's like, Oh yes, we looked you up online. Aren't you from Oregon? <laughs> and I go, yeah, we're from Oregon. She's like, what's the name of the band again? And I go fruition. And Joe Walsh just, in total Joe Walsh form just goes fruition. All right, man. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was super, 
oh my god it was really awesome and Ringo's just kind of like sitting there quietly because I'm still like standing right next to him yeah. and I think he's a little freaked out yeah um <clears throat> which I can totally understand being you can I freaking can't, even, can't imagine. I can't imagine yeah the kind of just, stuff I mean oh, you man. you can already look up you know, thousands of videos of him just being torn apart by crowds. <laughs> so, yeah, and and he just goes, "Oh, okay, nice, that's that's great." And I was like, "Yeah, so if you guys want to come out, we'd love to have you there. You're, you know, big inspirations. I'm sure you hear that all the time." <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, and I put my hand out to shake Ringo's hand, <laughs> and he just looks at me and he gives me the peace sign and goes, "Peace, brother, peace." <laughs> yeah. And I go, okay. And I walked out. But at least I got a chance. Joe Walsh said the name of our band. Yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff. And that's, I'd never thought in my entire life that I would ever meet a Beatle. I mean, there's <laughs> 7.5 billion people on this planet. Only two of them left are Beatles. Right. Jeez. It's true. <laughs> and I was wow. <laughs> magically in the right spot at the right time. And I, yeah, I feel super lucky. That was one of those things that, man, I was riding high on that. I'm still a. <laughs> awesome that was a good year <laughs> nice well joe uh joe joe walsh uh <laughs> jay All right, man. <laughs> uh thank you so much for your time i'm not going to uh ask about upcoming fruition tour because this is this is probably going to be a two or three months after we record this uh so it's, right but I'll, I'll make sure to do it in the It'll introduction when uh yep i release it but and, anyway and it's great talking check to you. out the website oh yeah and, and very soon uh <clears throat> there will also be my website out there which will be jacobmusic.com nice and so that should be out by the time that this gets out and if anybody wants to know about any up and coming fruition dates you can go to that website and I'm going to have like a, uh, a link to all the shows I'll be playing with fruition, all the shows I'll be playing with TK and the Holy know nothings and, and all the solo shows I'll be playing. Awesome. Lot, and, lot uh, and then you can go to fruitionband.com for any of the, any fruition content. Nice. I'll make sure to put, provide links to all those, all those cool, man. in the show notes and all that. Um, Hey, great, great to talk to you. Yeah, um, I hope I hope you keep having fun out there. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully catching up with you guys at uh, Winter Wondergrass in a couple Thanks, months. Thanks, brother. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Come sit in again. I'd love to. That'd be yeah, Good. That'd be super fun. Yeah, please. Please. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday, so I don't know when you guys are playing, but sweet. We're gonna it. be there. I think the whole time. So. Nice. And nice. I think we're playing a late night. We might be doing it Saturday. Hopefully, I'm not. It's, it won't be conflicting with you because we'd love to have you up again. So. Great, love to. Cool, bud. Cool, dude. Say hi to everyone. Will do. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Be well. Okay, and there you have it. That was Jay. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. It it was a uh, a nice chat. And um, again, you can check out Jay's music. You can check out Fruition's music. You can check out TK and the Holy Know Nothing's music. Oh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, Jay Now is his own website, jacobanderson.com. I'm sure if you Google him, you'll find it. And um, yeah, anyway, it's just good to be back with y'all. Um, 
I, I have a, uh, some more episodes coming out soon. I, I feel uh, um, the podcast bug is, is happening again. As you know, I am a busy uh, musician leading my own band, Magic and the Other. About to start Tour de More with ALO um, in a few weeks. So it will be a busy spring, but I'm going to try to hit you up whenever I can. Drop some new episodes. Um, feel free to share and subscribe and all that. Leave a review on iTunes. I really appreciate your feedback and support. Anyway, this has been the Ezra Live Hour, more or less. I hope everyone's doing good, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much. It means a lot for listening. Take care.